0: Day Podcast. Uh, I am Nick Page. This is my first day hosting First Day Podcast.
1: That's the theme around here.
0: It is indeed. Yeah. Uh, I am joined today by the regular host Pete Straup. Hello. And uh, we have a little treat for you today. He's going to be reading some of his own work, and yeah. we are going to be talking about it. Yeah. Would you like to give a, an introduction of any kind?
1: Um, I I kind of I want to say that Nick, thank you for for hosting my yeah, show. My pleasure for me. I I wanted to say that uh I've sort of been um a bit of a chicken shit when it comes to sort of putting my my new stuff out there that I'm that I'm working on for Quake and I felt like I sort of had to do that at some point. So I was happy that you uh you took me up and obliged me to host my podcast so I could Share some of the things that I've been working on, so yeah that's that's sort of what I was hoping to do today, so
0: well, happy to try to help uh how many other people did you call first uh,
1: uh you, you were it man all right. you're a cheap date you Sweet. were the first yep. person I called and the first person to say yes there so. we go
0: I'll make sure to turn you down in the future okay I still have the charm i feel I feel pretty good about it <laughs> uh is there anything you'd like to say about quake before we get into some of the uh readings today
1: yeah um I, I feel like I've sort of talked about it a lot on the on my uh podcasts um it's it's a real process book for me because i feel like i'm trying to link a lot of facets of my life and lash them all around this idea which is the book quake um so when i was out of school um i had the manuscript you know i was i was such a Kid back then, like it wasn't even done. I had a manuscript for Sex and Destruction written, and um, I just sort of sent it out to people. And as luck would have it, um, my girlfriend at the time uh, gave me Lori Gum's information and said that she was starting a publishing company. So I sent her the manuscript that I had for Sex and Destruction, and you know i'm sure i've I've told this before, but you know, as luck would have it, she liked my voice, she liked what I was doing, she decided to publish it. It's extremely lucky, like I'm calling it lightning striking sure that I got to uh write it with periodisa um but quake has sort of been me you know trying to not fail at a second book <laughs> and uh Making, the sophomore slump. Yeah, making something extremely personal to me, which has been uh, me, uh, you know, developing epilepsy in my real life and sort of navigating life through that, which is a huge change. And I also wanted to develop my writing chops to be, uh, let's just call it a little more professional. And I also wanted to tie it in to being the beginning of uh, the First Day Studios, and hopefully, the beginning of my own uh, self-publishing and publishing of other Columbus writers in the future. So, Quake is like <laughs> Quake is like my symbol that I, you know, sort of look at every morning, and I'm just like, okay, well, it's all gonna center around this. One day, Quake is gonna be like your jumping off point to where you started this I don't know, journey as like a publisher, writer, whatever you wanna call it. So
0: well, well that's fantastic, man. I, I think you're off to a great start and you're uh clearly thank doing you. a lot of good stuff to help local writers. Uh that's appreciated. Uh <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and uh before we get into those, I would like to remind everybody that the uh first day podcast does have an Amazon banner uh, right. at the bottom of the page. Please, if you uh, shop at Amazon, like every other person on the planet, uh, click on that first. Uh, A small portion of every bit of profit that Amazon gets will get funneled right back to help make more first-day podcasts. That'd
1: be great.
0: Uh, And there is a a donate button if you would Mm -hmm. like to just straight-up give up your money and not get anything in the mail in return. Uh, Both are are very valid options. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff.
1: I agree. I'm for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, do you want to dive right in, or is there anything else you wanted to uh, discuss?
1: <sighs> uh, yeah, let's let's dive right in. I'll be honest; I'm a little uh, I'm a little nervous. But
0: Would it help if I took some clothes off and ease the tension in the room. Uh...
1: <laughs> yeah, why don't we? Why don't we each just slowly start removing right. an item of clothing? We
0: unpack our pockets. Perfect. Yep.
1: And then and then we'll just we'll just go. Do I have you to know. do it
0: as seductively as I am?
1: No, no.
0: It's it's hard to not with sitting in the chair.
1: You know, I'm actually having a little bit of difficulty with uh with with this new plan. Like I, I'm not I'm not sure it's it's exactly easing easing my nerves as much as I thought it would at first. <laughs> okay. So I yeah maybe let's just let's just get started. Alrighty.
0: Uh, I believe we're gonna start with a poem called Dancing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if uh, you want to jump right in, go for it. If you want to set that up, uh, that's fine as well.
1: I would like to set this one up because uh, this one is specifically referenced to, um, you know, one of those great nights that you have as an adult, which, you know, you think back to when you were younger and you were like, I used to do this all the time, but it's still really awesome that I'm doing it now. Um, shout out to uh, my wife, Jenna. Our friend, Elise Mullins, and our great friend, uh, Lauren Goodman, uh, who hosted us in Louisville. That's a uh,
0: right? Kentucky, I'm sorry. Kentucky, Okay, yes.
1: Louisville. Sorry, I'm probably butchering the name of that city from how, how they would prefer that I say it. But uh, we went there for New Year's Eve uh, last year, you know, just like tore it up, super wasted, just like having fun stuff that you don't really do as often as a responsible adult, you know, and it just felt like natural and cool and fun, you know? Yeah. Just, it brought me back to like a really, you know, fun time in my life, like through college and everything. And, and I just felt like I had to commemorate it, you know? So, um, so this is dancing. By the time I realized I was already dancing, flying, really drifting gracefully, I was moving in ways I couldn't imagine to a rhythm. My body couldn't explain. I felt like I was possessed, mutated with some kind of special power at the moment. I was ballroom dancing by myself smashing through walls and throwing sledgehammer fists through picture frames imagining myself transported to a time when doctors smoked in hospitals near death is just like being alive with two major exceptions we are our own worst enemies in life hurting ourselves for the sake of others when we're dying the body turns the pain centers off we take care of ourselves I've lost my mind, but I'm full of elegance. I'm lying peacefully at 100 miles an hour, breaking a sweat. So still, my muscles tear. The body takes over when the mind feels pain. I'm only dancing. I'll move through the atmosphere into the stars, singe my hands and hair getting too close, frying my pupils, making my tears boil, The violence and beauty astounds me. I am nothing if not impressed by the strangeness I've seen. I'm only dancing.
0: I love that line, I am nothing if not impressed by the strangeness I've seen. (laughs) I don't mean it to be funny. uh, Thank you. That's that's what I usually find most beautiful in life. Yeah, I, I agree. Too many people, I feel, uh, shoot for the ordinary, live for the ordinary, and it's it's dull.
1: Yeah. I, I, I feel like I spend a lot of time searching for things that are a little more strange, you know? Yeah. And I think as you get older and more acclimated and settle down, see the same things day to day,
0: it's easy to fall into that.
1: Yeah, it is easy to fall into that. And then you see something that like really catches you and it's it's completely you know, it's completely unheard of that that um you've seen something so strange. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I I think we take those moments for granted and um in a time that I think is really it's encouraged to, you know, whatever, let your freak flag fly. I still think a lot of people are just pretending to be strange. So it it always fascinates me when I see something that's really impressive and odd, you know.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh if I may ask the refrain, I'm only dancing. Mhm. Uh a metaphor for uh take it away.
1: Uh Actually, no, this, this was this was just dancing. I mean, Uh you know, I, I do, I do like to make the, make the metaphor of dancing, you know, being seizure because it is like, you know, you're kind of, it it, it was, I I just want to say like that night it was like the closest and the most, uh, most like sore my body has been that wasn't related to (laughs) having a seizure. Like it was just because I was just letting go, man. You know, I was out with my friends and my wife and having a great time. And then the next day I had like a thumping headache and was like really hung over and my muscles just felt like super tight because, you know, I just, I just sort of, um, you know, let go. And I think when, When you're, uh, at least since I've been epileptic, I think I, I stay more into like a box frame. Sure. You know, like I don't, I try to, you know, watch, you know, my shoulder because my, you know, I've had to have my shoulder get surgery on it and everything. And so that night it was really nice just to, you know, sort of not really care and not be you know, consumed and, and stiff, you know, sometimes, sometimes I feel like I've gotten a lot more stiff as a, as the years have passed. And I think maybe it's because I feel like I should be behaving, you know, as an adult or whatever. Um, so yeah, that, that was honestly, it was just dancing, man. Okay. I feel yeah. like
0: a bit of an asshole for thinking that that no, was no. a, uh...
1: No, I did mean to draw that comparison for sure. But that night, I, it was it was just dancing, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a very fun poem. Thank I, you. I don't know if it was intended to be fun. I got a lot of enjoyment out of reading it earlier, uh, especially now out of hearing you recite it. Sledgehammer Fists, man. Sledgehammer that's, uh, Fists, that's a man. Great, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's always good. Absolutely. I like
0: it. So that was a, a very excellent poem you had there. Thank uh, you. Dancing, quite enjoyed it. Uh, the next piece we're going to be hearing, uh, from Pete Straub, my guest today on his show, is (laughs) Scattered Cluttered. Uh, is there anything that you would like to let us know about this before we go into it, or shall we just dive in, and we'll talk about it later? I
1: think we're gonna dive into this one. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I think this one's best, you know, with a clean palette. Take it away, Pete. All right. Irresponsible fascination with comparing my old scars with new Replacing feelings of yesterday with muted ones now I listen to music with no words because I feel incapable of pinpointing It's like describing love in the future tense My mind drifts through times I've forgotten Time I will forget Time I am forgetting now I break my silence never. I hold everything in because I never believe I will be heard. Smart, smarmy, snark replaces the kindling of spirit I once felt. Reality is much more complicated. Good days and bad days all blend. Anything one note is unheard of. Complicated by feelings of regret, failure, Joy and jest. The cycle surrounds me, carries me to the next destination. I've fallen into an infinite loop. Even if I prevail, get to the bottom of my implicated thoughts, I will only have moments before my mind races again. I regret the fact that I don't make time to sit still. Like everything, I'm afraid to be alone with myself. Mine is a cluttered mind. I never organize. The stacks grow heavy, towering over me and everything else. Piles of worries and stresses topple over, crashing down on my nerves, creating a lifelessness that can only come from the bewilderment of a panic-stricken fellow with no time to waste. Sometimes I take walks at night, and if I get out far enough, I can see through the ambient light into the stars. Those moments are few and far between. To find the stars, I really have to lose myself out there. The eternal darkness will hash away the worries. Make the overwhelming feeling of being overwhelmed dissipate. I am small. I was always small. My world may grow, but I will always be insignificant in this universe. Knowing that no one else is looking, is looking up brings calm. I hope that I will be able to pinpoint my piece of sky, the place where my worries go in the midst of nothing, a black block of dead space where nothing can escape, a place that can hold all of my clutter.
0: yes um p i'm I'm not gonna lie. I got goosebumps uh, that was my first time <laughs> that was my first time experiencing that piece and uh I, I don't want to make it all about me um but uh do you, do you have uh, an audience in mind when you uh when you when you wrote this uh, did you i should say
1: uh, i I kind of feel like i'm i I wrote this from like two different perspectives, so one is a curmudgeon-y almost 30 year old just myself who's just like uh frustrated because you know um you can't have a singularly good day or bad day as life progresses because okay you know hu- humanity is just more complicated <laughs> than that so uh i came I came at it from that perspective and was just feeling kind of like hopeless and hopeful at the same time, so I feel like that's I that's that why the scattered and cluttered sort of yeah uh, worked out because it's they're obviously paradoxical that was feelings
0: a fitting title for the piece
1: thank you but um you know you you want that satisfaction that you've you've done your due diligence for that day you know absolutely but also you can feel (coughs) shitty because there's still just like unknowns going on in your life and you're kind of like will i ever really like tackle this to a point where i can you know just smile at the end of the day and be like this was exactly what this day needed to be you know yeah And it's it's great, and it's also frustrating, because part of it is just, like, accepting that life is a complicated thing, and to appreciate, like, small moments when you get them. But it's also a little soul-crushing, because you realize that for every, you know, every sky full of stars, there's, you know, a pile of bullshit somewhere (laughs) else, so...
0: Well, to completely contradict the last thing I said and make it about me. <laughs> um I uh I I'm, I'm a person that's that's dealt with depression for most of my adult life uh and and before, I suppose as well. And I don't like to use the term suffered because I I'm not necessarily suffering all the time, you know, and it's something I've ac- accepted and I'm yeah. aware of and it's I don't think it's necessarily ruining my life, but uh so much of this connected with me in that way. Um if I can just try to find some of those things that really that gave me those goosebumps. Um holding everything in because I know or believe that I'll never be heard. Yeah. Uh that's uh something that I definitely feel, uh especially when I try to express myself artistically and yeah. creatively. Uh, I'm not ashamed to try to self-promote. Yeah, but I feel like there's so much all the time that I want to do, and I just decide it doesn't matter because nobody's going to care. Yeah, and, and it ne- and it, it never comes to fruition for that reason. You know, there's. I apologize for the pause. You can cut this out. I'm just looking through more of these lines here that really uh, caught me. Um, no, that's fine. Uh, the the sometimes I take walks at night, uh, and if I get far enough. I can see through the ambient light into the stars. Yeah, uh, is probably not as literal as it feels to me, but that's a thing, especially in the the hardest times that I had. You know, life crashes. You move back in with the folks. Yeah, I, I did that kind of thing, and yeah. and most of my solace of the day was when night would come and and I would leave and just go for a walk. Yeah, uh, and as a a person who's a fan of space, uh, and a telescope owner, uh, <laughs> that that was where I headed. Yeah. Was, was to where I could see more of that sky. And to find the stars, uh, really have to lose myself out there, yeah. as you said. And yeah. It's something about that has always been calming to me, to know that there's so much more going on outside of the things going on with me there
1: is there is something that's extremely significant in sort of uh accepting your own insignificance i guess would be a good way to put it because you know and i did write that literally uh you know we we have a really long trail yeah right by my house you have to really hike you have to you know get pretty far before you can get away from you know neighborhoods or I don't know Easton or you know whatever you you kind of have to really keep at it for a while before you can really uh, see and this is where the figurative part comes in you know if you keep going eventually you can see the universe and Just realize how, I don't know, silly some of the things that you worry about all the time can be because there's, there's only you that you really have to answer to cosmically. So, you know, why really put all that pressure on yourself if you can't, um, if your only motivation is to get there and eventually to get there for you you know, absolutely. So I think that I was sort of feeling a little blue, but also kind of like optimistic shining through, um, you know, you've known me for a while and, you know, I talk to you about, uh, this stuff, the podcast right. and stuff quite a bit. And, you know, if you catch me on a different day and I, I tell, I tell my other co-hosts about this all the time, if you catch me on a certain day. I'm either, you know, full speed ahead, 100 miles an hour, or I'm just like, well, you know, nobody's listening, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And either one could be true. I You know, it shouldn't really hinder what I'm doing, but sometimes it does. And sometimes you push through it and you do it because it's the right thing to do for you. And sometimes, you know, it's just not going to be that way. And yeah, and that's that's kind of OK.
0: I think that relates to the next thing I wanted to bring up, which is the, uh, the line I've fallen into an infinite loop. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a, it's a feeling almost of despair that I've had in the same vein. I think, uh, a lot of my life and the best points that I can think of in my life is when I broke out of that loop. Yeah. When yeah. I, when I did, I create new memories when I did do something that I felt like was worthwhile, whether it was for someone else or even just myself. But, uh, it, it's hard to do. It uh, is hard to do. It shouldn't be. Uh, no, but, I yeah, I agree. I agree. But these things, they you know, they they corrode. They weigh on your on your mind and
1: yeah. It it's always, um, you know, I don't I don't think this really had anything to do with the the poem, but I think I've always felt that there's sort of like this uh, burden of. Thought and introspection you know there's there's this weight that you carry if you allow yourself time to just kind of let your mind wander and sort of figure out what it is that you're actually doing here you know and i i have a lot of i wouldn't say trouble because it usually ends up fine but I would, you know, I do have difficulty trying to answer those questions. And while mostly I'm just talking to myself, I'm also a problem and action oriented person. So when I identify something, I also like take action on that and, you know, you—it's hard to live life that way because you're constantly trying to fix something. But if you're constantly trying to fix something, then you know—will you ever run out of things to fix? And what if you do? You know, will you just be miserable because everything's something's taken always care broken, of? man? Yeah, something's
0: always broken, and yeah, oftentimes it feels like it's you know yourself. Yeah, it's—it's yeah. it, it's hard to break out of. Yeah. I I may have been way off base with uh, what that you're brought up in me but that, uh, that that was my reaction to it 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 really uh, it really hit home. I, I thought that was uh
1: I think you're really on waterfall. base with it so thank you. I, Absolutely. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah,
0: thank you for sharing it with us. Yeah. No problem. Do you have anything you'd like to uh to add to this portion of the conversation or
1: I'm good with this one. Okay. I'm good. Yeah.
0: Well, um before we move on to uh our last piece yeah uh, i would like to remind everybody again to please uh donate uh, to first day podcast if you are able and uh if you're not able just click that amazon banner at the bottom of the page uh you know you're gonna shop there anyway and help out your buddy he he's been working hard for you uh for a few years now yes uh uh Yeah, I want to
1: say. To, We're coming up
0: on three years. Yeah, and you know, if you enjoy the the thoughtful material that he brings to you, you can give back a little bit just by doing exactly what you usually do. <laughs> just make one extra mouse click before you do it. Thanks, uh, man. Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, The last piece we are going to be hearing today from uh, my guest on his own show, Pete Straub. The last piece we are going to hear uh, this evening... Uh, or whenever you happen to be listening to this, I suppose. At your leisure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is called desert. Uh, hit pause now if it's morning, and wait mm. about twelve hours. Yeah. And then it will be evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna hear a piece called Let, desert.
1: Yeah. Let's keep it time appropriate.
0: Absolutely, folks. This this is not like the cold desert of the, of the early day. No. No. This is. I'm the, assuming. The warm the warm desert of the Arabian one yeah, 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 they have warm nights, right It probably holds in the sand until like at least ten or eleven, okay yeah,
1: okay I'm basing all of this from Aladdin that's, I really have no that's
0: fair enough I mean, I think they had to cover up at nighttime because it gets pretty cold
1: i I thought it also got pretty windy. Yeah. Which could be
0: dangerous. I mean, Arabian Nights, unlike Arabian Days, there's a... <laughs> More
1: often than not, a, Yeah, they're hotter than
0: hot. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> All right. This
0: is the quality stuff you should be donating to, please. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely.
1: Did that have to come right after the <laughs> donation
0: part? <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, I'm just composing myself here. Uh... Is there anything you'd like to set up uh, before we listen to Desert? Uh, Pete?
1: No, I like this one. It makes me laugh. I think that's all I want to say about it preempting. If it doesn't make you laugh, I apologize. Just know that I'm having a great time.
0: I'm I'm glad to hear it, as am I, and uh, hopefully as are our listeners. Please let us know. Leave some comments, leave some donations.
1: Yeah, please. desert today was a hard day i thought i was getting a tumor it turns out it was simply a pimple growing close to my eye under the skin scraping to get to the surface i know as soon as it breaks through my pain will stop my eyes feel swollen and heavy i'm tired from worrying about my life ending i worry about it carrying on I might be fine the truth is that my eye bump isn't noticeable it lies dormant all day and waits for a quiet moment then tired I take off my glasses rub my eyes and feel the weight of mortality the true pain feels like a trek through a vast desert carrying all of life's necessities I'll see an oasis in the distance I'll make it to the end of the sand i only see miles of tundra ahead The oasis looks further away than ever Trading one hell for another I clear the plate of I clear the plate of the desert So I can contemplate the fears of a new obstacle The days end and I fear life when they began. I was afraid of death.
0: Bringing that back to the conversation we had about the last piece. Yeah. I'm tired from worrying about my life ending. <laughs> I worry about it carrying on. Yeah. We we may we may have a bit of a a, kinship? a mental connection with yeah. the with the way that that life just sits on us. Are you feeling
1: feeling a kinship with me today?
0: That I I may. Mm-hmm. I may be.
1: Yeah. Um I'd say that that appears a lot in my writing. Um sometimes it's just it's just difficult to know, you know. There's a, there are a lot of variables.
0: It's a succinct and if I may say poetic way of expressing <laughs> uh a very complicated feeling that i know a lot of people have myself included i suspect you as well yeah that uh you know it you don't see it as much out in the day to day out in the popular culture out in in art as much uh yeah and i and i'm i really enjoy that you're bringing that
1: i just i feel like people don't discuss their mortality enough for my liking and that could be for you know any number of reasons and um you know for anyone listening I would ask that you don't adjust your behavior and just talk to me about uh how you think about dying all the time that's that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying I think that I uh consider uh dying about as much as i consider living on you know a day-to-day basis and not in a morbid way just you know it's gonna happen you might as well think about it you know and it's it's no different than retirement planning if you if you really want to weigh it down just i i felt like with this one it was, it was a day when I was feeling particularly, um, like a hypochondriac. Sure. And then I was like, well, so what? <laughs> you know.
0: Well, death is uh, the only guarantee in life. There used right. to be two, but we learned from one of our presidential candidates that that one actually that, doesn't yeah, apply. Yeah, you don't uh, actually have to sometimes. pay those. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, good. Good news for me. Um. Yeah, and. I'm trying to I'm trying to put this in the right way. I I always felt like writing for me was just me being curious about things and trying to rationalize them and find an understanding that may exist, may not, I don't know. Sure. But it's I, a lot of times I feel like it's comforting just to flesh out that thought so it's there you know
0: yeah and and if we can talk about death which i think is a thing you just exclusively asked explicitly asked that we don't do uh
1: <laughs> i i was not suggesting we do not okay i just i don't want to change the behaviors of anyone who might hear this and be like
0: that's fair hey i that's didn't fair.
1: know that's what you were looking for yeah i have a lot of thoughts on this and it's like yeah hold on
0: yeah i uh it's only eight <laughs> thirty. Uh, that's, that's in the evening, uh, if you're keeping track. Um, I, uh, I, I, I give a lot of consideration and a lot of thought, not necessarily to my own death, but to how the world as a whole perceives it. Yeah. Um, I shared with you, uh, not on the show, but personally, uh, a story that I wrote, uh, you may recall where everybody knew when they were going to die yeah. and how those people, lived relative to the way that we do which i think is just crazy everybody just kind of pretends it won't happen yeah you can acknowledge that that is a thing Mm -hmm. without you know making a drastic change to your experience or your you know enjoyment of being alive but so many people just do not want to ever contemplate their own mortality yeah and i definitely see that a lot in desert in this piece you just read. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely.
1: I i also was sort of writing this one because um you know, i'm i don't have any type of religion or anything. So basically i feel that it's my responsibility that any uh, sort of sin- significant meaning that I have in my life. I will, I should sort of assign it to myself. Yeah. And. um. You know. I think. If I have that sort of responsibility. That I. As I said. I have assigned to myself. I should give it that thought. And think about what. You know. What the rest of my. Life. I want to look like. But I should also think about, you know, what I want the end to look like too, you know? You, I mean, if I had, um, if I had like a countdown or something, depending on the day, I think I would feel like pretty excited. It's like a, you know, it's like a New Year's countdown or something, you know, you've got this much time. I know that, like, puts pressure on people, but no more pressure than actual life puts on people. Sure. And I think it it makes, makes me sort of appreciate, you know, just the good kind of pressure that you put on yourself to make your life the way that you want it to be. And it's kind of... It, it's kind of a way to recenter things if uh you know things have been going shitty or something just like take that moment and you know have that panic that like oh yeah well i got to do something i'm i'm going to die eventually and then just take that opportunity to figure out what it is that's going to you know make things work for you so i think that's what i was trying to trying to touch on for that one
0: uh is death a desert nothing going on in all directions um speaking as a as a depressive and, <laughs> and as a non-theist life feels that way a lot of times yeah i i um and i'm sure death is again personally i don't mean to impart beliefs onto <laughs> anybody listening
1: Death, I think you would have to ask me again, but I think sometimes in the, at the lower points when, um, when, you know, the chips are on the table and things still aren't really working the way that you expect them to, I think sometimes life can feel a lot like a desert where you're just, you're just trudging and trudging and trudging and you're just Waiting to you know see water, and sometimes you just have to keep trudging and that's depressing, but it's also you know it's also something that we all have to deal with so if if it uh if it makes you feel more comfortable to distract yourself with you know like a small like pimple in your eye. Yeah then, you know, at least that takes your, takes your mind off it for a second. I mean, I'll give you a good comparison. Um, d- me and Jenna are doing the Columbus half uh, this weekend, and all summer we've been training for it with our longer runs being on Saturday mornings. And it is like, sometimes you're just like, you're just pushing through and pushing through. And sometimes it's that little distraction of like, you know, uh, trying to figure out why all of, all of these leaves in this area of the trail fell and why none of the other ones did. If you take 20 seconds and just think about it, well, you know, maybe there's like a really active squirrel population in those trees or, you know, maybe there's a very specifically placed thunderstorm that happened last night. I don't really know. If you take those 20 seconds, at least it takes your mind off of what you're going through at the, at the moment and you can, you know, just distract yourself for a little while.
0: That's the deepest life advice with a squirrel metaphor <laughs> that, I I, that I think I've ever heard. Um, if I can jump back to one of your metaphors and desert possibly a metaphor, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but uh you're
1: probably close
0: but with uh, with life, man, when you're in that desert, like if you see that oasis, you got to keep trudging, and if you don't, yeah. you got to pick a direction and and hope and, yeah and and so often I find myself sitting and and wallowing in that desert, yeah. and uh, and I I don't think I'm the only one, but
1: uh... well, sometimes I, I I feel you on that one, and sometimes I think that uh, I I don't know if I necessarily uh, sit, but I think I don't fully commit to a direction. Sure. So you know maybe I'll start north, but then I'll be like, yeah, north fucking sucks, man. Double going back. Go east. Oh, all right. Yeah. And then it's like, "Fuck that, I'm going, I'm going south." Yeah. And then you know, you just sort of end up going in circles that way, and it's really difficult. but uh, also' it's, you know it's the beauty of life, I guess. Um, it's, it's kind of spectacular to get lost, especially um, as you get older, and you're pretty much relying on yourself. To really, you know, find your own way back. So there's there's something special about sort of enjoying that feeling of being lost and and uh, figuring out how you're going to get back, or if you even want to go back to you know whatever whatever crisis that is at the time, you know. Absolutely. So. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So that's my... (laughs) That's the only comment I have on that one, I think.
0: Well, I'm going to go ahead and give another comment, which is... Pete, I really enjoyed this. Uh, Yeah, me too. I I really like the work. I'm really excited to see more of it. Thank you. In the uh, hopefully forthcoming Quake. Uh, You out there listening can help make that happen. Again, donate button, the Amazon banner. I won't go on about them again, but... (laughs) But Pete, uh, I feel like uh, I understand you a bit more now, and uh, oh. to speak to the power of your words, I feel like I understand myself a bit better now. Oh, and, and thank I, you, And man. I thank you very much for that.
1: Oh, man. I am I feel totally humbled. I mean, I, I, a lot of the times I feel like I uh, read this stuff, and I do. I read this stuff in a room by myself, so I don't really know if anyone is is uh listening um but again thank you for for coming here and and taking over the show for me and letting me uh talk about some of this and, was- you know it it's it's been a it's been a journey I'm hoping that I'm like rounding third on this book and you know thank you anybody who's listening. You know i hope that you enjoyed what i had to say and hopefully it gives me a little bit of depth in your guys's ears eyes whatever and uh yeah
0: well, it was a lot of fun for me um once again i am uh nick page this is my first day hosting first day <laughs> and uh if there's a second day there'll be a second day i'll have you back shrug Yeah,
1: why not? I mean, well, you know, I've told you that you can always come back and report here, so.
0: Thanks a lot, dude. Thank you for doing it. Speech drop, ladies and gentlemen.